am I? I don't know. I guess I have a lot of things to ponder. Welcome to the Whovian Review. I'm Michael. I'm Shelby. I'm Colin. I'm Kelsey. And tonight we're going into detail about the final episode of Series 12. We got a long ways to go through this. The Timeless Children. Finally oh, got to it. Yes, and by the way, we're going to do something a little different. And sorry, surprise Michael and Kelsey. <laughs> Um, at the end of this, we're going to go through our ratings of the episode per usual, and then we are going to snake back around and rate the whole season. Okay. All right. Okay. Surprise, surprise. All right. Now, about this episode, man, it, it, it certainly, you know, had some great Doctor Master moments. I really liked when they first go through the portal or the barrier, and the Master says, "Look on my works, Doctor, in despair." A riff on the Shelley poem, where he says, "Look on my works, you mighty in despair." And since Shelley's been a pretty major part of this, I thought it was, you know, characteristically clever of the Master. Definitely. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, definitely. What my biggest takeaway of the strength of this episode so much in the portrayal of the master here. Oh, he—he's my favorite master. He's beat Missy. I love him. Oh, me too, by far. But I'm still not believing for a second he comes after Missy. That's still unraveling too much character development. Well, I—I from- I, I don't know though because to have him. You know, a regeneration which would change personality and then go through an event that, from the Master's perspective, was clearly very traumatic, this discovery. So I could see him taking a a pretty sharp turn at that point. Sure, maybe. It just seems like a slap in the face to, like, the whole last incarnation of the Master and everything that happened and all the work and character development. It does seem to beg the question... Where does this master come from or come in play? Now, he did obviously regenerate, and he was shot by himself, or she was shot by himself. That really gets interesting Um, in in the previous episode. So it's possible that he was just reset to his previous selves in terms of how he, he... He probably... I mean, the current master is obviously upset that in Missy form, he was destroyed from himself. Oh, my God. Could you say that in a more confusing way, please? Because... <laughs> I think the problem is is that this is confusing in Okay, itself. what are you trying to say? <laughs> I have no idea. My point is is that he's obviously upset about the fact that he has been destroyed by himself. Oh. Yeah. I think what's more upsetting to this doctor, and this is where all the rage and madness comes in, is that everything that he owes and who he is himself ends up being because of the doctor. The doctor is what gives him his regeneration. The doctor is what makes him a time lord. And I think that's hard for him to deal with. Well, plus, like he even just said, you know, you always acted like you were special, and you were. Yeah. But, okay... This is a little bit off topic, but like nobody ever asked what happened to the mother or whatever that person's name was. Tech chain. Yeah. Well, she was kind of a horrible person. I know, but could that be the master? Like, did he ask that question? Tech twin. I don't. Because that would be an interesting. That's actually that would be an interesting twist. Twist. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen when like the, she was talking to the other doctor and it was like, oh, you're missing one of the like crucial questions, and I was like, yeah, what happened to that? person and then nope that wasn't the question seemed to be going and regenerate as a you know time lord and help guide that civilization i mean in in theory yeah because i mean 
there's no reason why she would have had to have imposed the same limits on herself. Are, are there actually limits imposed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yes. Let, 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 let's talk about that here. So, you're only supposed to be able to regenerate 12 times. This is a limit imposed by the Time Lords. So, that means only 13 incarnations and 13 lives that each Time Lord is supposed to have based on the Time Lord's rules. So, when the... Well... I mean, the numbers are seeming increasingly silly at this point, but when the 11th or Matt Smith doctor um, had reached the end of his regenerations, couldn't regenerate again, but the Time Lords gifted him a new regeneration cycle, which is why he was able to regenerate and move forward. However, that doesn't really make sense if the doctor can regenerate endlessly and doesn't actually have a limit, especially considering... You know, the, the Time Lords, you know, had to have known in relatively recent history about, you know, who the Doctor was and stuff. Otherwise, because they wiped his memory before he was the first Doctor. So whoever was in charge then had to have known the secret. And Time Lords live a really long time. Unless I don't... all Time Lords have their memory erased when they hit that time because they want everyone to believe that they only have 12 regenerations. So maybe they just do that for everybody. It sounds like I, the memories that we saw, at least if we want to say that they're true memories, made it clear that there was a, a limit imposed for a societal decision. That there, the regeneration could go on forever, but they actually chose to go into the genetic gears and, and change things. I think also you have to remember that the Master is saying that buried deep in the Matrix is this information. Not all Time Lords probably knew about this. The Doctor didn't even know about it. It's likely that this happened so far back in time that a lot of the new incarnations of Time Lords don't necessarily know about the Doctor, so they're going to just grant him the, the lives that he, they think he must have. It does not... I mean, yes, I agree that there's some canon that seems to be messed with here, but in a sense... It makes sense that the Doctor asks for lives and receives them if both the Doctor and the Time Lords both believe the Doctor needs those lives in order to continue. Yes. That doesn't mean that he does, because the, because the Doctor was holding off on his regeneration, which is why the Matt Smith incarnation explodes so much So towards the end of his incarnation. He's been holding it back, holding it back, thinking he's never going to do it. And I think on that side, you know, even if the Time Lords did know, all the time, you know, seemingly they want to keep up this farce that they've been going on for whoever knows long since the dawn of their society. So they've exactly. kind of been slipping over some extra life juice to fly around there to mask the idea that the doctor already has infinite regenerations, infinite plus twelve, you know, so infinity. Well, and did Matt Smith trade anything for the lives? No. No, it was kind of a, a, a begging and a pleading, you know. Service. It's more that because of his service to the Time Lords of protecting them and taking care of them and taking care of the universe in general, they have granted. He them saved them all, and they kind of owed him. But you know that, that was that's something that I can you know explain away here or there. It seems like an, what was an important plot point kind of doesn't matter anymore. But um, we saw Clara around this same time walk into the Doctor's time stream. Apparently, scattered all across the whole time stream. But what we see, and feasibly all the pharmacies, is the doctor, you know, interspersed from William Hartnell to the future. We don't see any Ruth. We don't see all these other mysterious, in um, you know, incarnations of the doctor. That's well, missing. It seems like a big, big hole in limitation. And, and also in that point, she doesn't see the war doctor until the very end either, which makes it seem like that inconsistency was actually already there because it really shouldn't be like based on the doctor's own opinion of what counts as his time stream. But even well, if it did, the Ruth considered herself, herself the doctor. Yeah. Clara's not running into that time stream. And it's all, but here's one thing, is that it's possible that Ruth being the only other doctor that's been, quote unquote doctor, that's being hidden, the other I incarnations of the doctor may not have actually gone by the name the doctor. And so, and also with Ruth being completely hidden for all we know the time lords completely suppressed her from clara as well from that time stream it doesn't make it doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense but i don't i don't think that we should assume that 
Ruth's the only one. And then also... Do we know that Clara has met every single doctor? Is that a thing? Yeah, Clara stepped into, literally into the doctor's time stream and got scattered across all of it and met and rescued every incarnation of the doctor. Here's Wait, another possibility. Wait, you see all the times she rescued her? Like, yes. couldn't she have rescued There's other There's a giant ones? montage. She, 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 bring, she actually says at one point, I have seen all of the doctor's faces, all 11 of them. Now who's that guy? So she only thinks there's 11, so she didn't go back to find the other ones or something, right? It's, it, 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 it goes, like... It's possible she also did see all the other doctors, but she knows that she cannot divulge that information because when she saw them, they told her exactly mm. what she could not, could not do. But the doctor doesn't want to hide the information from himself. He never did. It's the Time Lords that wanted to hide right, it. Right, right. But that that may be something that the that the Time Lords somehow get to Clara in some form or fashion to make sure she knows she cannot divulge this to the doctor. Okay, but that is like such a big stretch. complicated scenario that that if that was what they were intending, they would have had to have told us that. Well, that what, that's way too. But I mean, you can't like so you're just because this Clara character exists, then you can't have any other Doctor Who's ever. No, 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 all the past ones. Yeah, but that's no, no, no. The, 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 there's a reason for it. It it goes into it why it had to be only those the ones prior to that point in time. Yeah, but again, like, was she known as the doctor before she got her memory erased? Yeah, because of Ruth. Ruth's doctor, the one, the black doctor, the one that we saw. We still don't know if she's a future doctor, though. She, she's, I mean, it, she, she's a past doctor. I mean, come, come on, it was pretty clear. I mean, either episode. that or, you know, her memory gets erased again and she forgets all about Scott's Sonic screwdrivers and what they can be. And that but would explain she... why her TARDIS looks the same, even though we've right. seen the first Doctor stealing the TARDIS and getting it stuck. But Ruth's, Ruth's TARDIS is supposedly, you know, in, in phone booth form as well. Um, and that, not a lot of consistency if she is, in fact, one of these Doctors from past times that they really tried to imply here. By the dialogue with the doctor and her past self. Well, we still don't know for sure where Ruth fits in because obviously the first doctor, William Hartnell, he actually was the one that suggested that as soon as he got to 1963 Earth with Susan, the TARDIS gets stuck in a police box form. Yeah. So the police box could not be unless unless Ruth. Also had it stuck in that yeah. form. Okay, well. here, here is the only st- and again this falls into the it would have had to have been explained explicitly bit. But here's the only explanation I've been able to come up with for it is that <laughs> Ruth, Doctor, some Doctor before her, whatever, got the TARDIS stuck in that shape at some point on an adventure. Then when. The William Hartnell's doctor came along, they forced him into being a child or whatever, and they confiscate the TARDIS, it's broken, they stick it in a repair yard, and they let it gather dust until first doctor seems strangely drawn to this particular TARDIS and takes it and runs off with it and it changes back into its form. But, again, that's a very complex scenario. Or perhaps in all doctors' hearts, the back of their subconscious, they had this yearning to just fly around in a blue police box. <laughs> their aesthetics go throughout their regenerations to come back on the same exterior floor. So the but chameleon yeah, circuit is not actually broken. It's the TARDIS that's actually just trying to please her doctor. Yes. <laughs> Alright, I want to jump into the ending here because this drove me nuts. Okay, so we've got the doctor standing there with the master in a very epic and phenomenal scene uh, between them where the master is begging the doctor to become him, which is a very consistent characterization of the master. He's always trying to get the doctor to become him, to understand him. He probably, you know, is feeling like, hey, you know, the doctor tried to make me be like him when I was Missy and you know, he's special anyways, so I never could have done that. And there's just great tension there. But then, you know, the doctor's standing there with the button, she decides not to press it because she realizes she doesn't want to become like the master. 
And, you know, also because, well, she would be killing all life on Gallifrey. And as we just had seen a moment earlier, the bodies that the Master has clearly can regenerate. Those people aren't really dead. They can come back to life. He points out that this bomb would kill all of those people, too. And then the doctor proceeds to let some other guy blow up the bomb. This was this means that the dilemma that she was having was only over sacrificing her own life, which is extremely crazy for like the doctor and completely breaks out of character entirely. And then to go and let someone else sacrifice their life and to let that person commit genocide, you know, uh, on your home planet. I mean, it, it just, it, it was so out of character and didn't make any sense. And I don't understand why they didn't just, ha- yeah, it makes her look weak. And like, why didn't they have it that she chooses not to press the button, the master and the Cybermen get away. And then we have a really epic and interesting and, you know, very close to the doctor's heart villain of next season. And the Cybermen are much more interesting than they have been. And Or, or it could have just been like, they escape and then that guy had like snuck onto the plane and grabbed and like blows it up later or something, you know? Yeah. Like they, they could have had her like be like, I won't do it and drops it and leaves. And then the guy runs in and hits it. And yeah. It wouldn't have been her decision then. Yeah. It's what I brought up last week. Like, first of all, Kusharmis could have, you know, had his revelation, you know, maybe two minutes beforehand and we wouldn't have to deal with this. Could have been a bit more forthcoming, but more so it's the flaw that I brought up last week. We're not using the TARDIS powers to their fullest. Oh, we don't have a bomb with a timer? Must sacrifice my life and the whole planet of Gallifrey. Can't take this TARDIS we're all we're all on right now back in time for a second or two to get a timer and bring it back a second later. I mean there's so many options here when you're in a TARDIS and you have it. And you could have you could have also tried to stall time in some way. And just just, just go just, back in time, grab grab some of the time lords, and get them out of there before you have to destroy everything. All like that's what I was thinking. Like even after the fact, that might have been another scene. Like you could uh, come in, have the explosion, then also come in a few seconds before that, and another another time frame, and empty out the vaults and heal them all back up to life. The only cool. possibility is that if we actually have a future episode in which we find out that the Doctor actually did all that. I mean, the other thing is like. There was that moment where she realizes that the, what is that silvery stuff called? Those Siberian. Siberian is inside the master. And she's like, oh. And for a second I was like, oh, is she going to like somehow seduce the Siberian out of him? And like, that's how they're going to stop it. And to me, that would have been a more doctory thing to do instead of like, you dead. Like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Siberian seems to like her. She always, always went in her... Yeah, it's like, you think he's got powers? I'm the one that created all of these people. You should come to me. Like, that's where I thought it was going, and it would have been a way more, like... Interesting know, thing. And a thing that would have made a lot more sense, because it's like her accepting her new role as, like, the mother of... Well, and the other Time thing, Wars. too, is it would have been a very interesting twist, and you don't even realize how interesting it is, because <laughs> Missy, the previous incarnation of the Master, tried, like built a Cyberman army and gifted it to the Doctor just because she wanted to see him, what he would do, traveling the universe with an army to make things happen. And then here would be the Doctor forced into accepting this army at last, essentially, only a more powerful one by taking on the Siberian. It would have been brilliant. You're right, that would have been a great endgame. But even, you know, just with the Siberian with the Master, I thought that was a pretty beautiful way to go. Like, it... It definitely sidelined a lot of the Cybermen in general. Definitely the Loon Cybermen. Yeah, the Cyber Leader almost was completely sidelined. Yeah, nothing. He was he was deceived so quickly and so easily. Although that's a throwback to the Five Doctors because the Master literally just destroys every single Cyberman in the Tower on on Gallifrey. So it's just like, oh well, okay. Cybermen kind of trust the Master a little too much, I think. That's Shouldn't the Siberium have been onto this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I know you. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think that, that would have probably been smart. If, if it really has all the Cyberman knowledge, then the original Cyber Leader from the Five Doctors should have been uploaded to that. Yeah, if anything, you know, it would be strange if the, if the Siberium also had a lot of emotion to it that would cloud its judgment. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Such a matter. But I'm really glad... That they that uh, the Lone Siren brought up his plan because it vindicates 
my stance of last week. That why are the Cybermen even dealing with the men and the humans? Why why are they even dealing with these brains? Because it seems like without them, they're more powerful. They can fly around with drones and and whatnot. So I, I like that that seemed to be the end game um, here to make fully automated force, even though the master was right that that'd be pretty boring and kind of a dumb way to go. Right. Well, Anybody you would no robots. longer exist then. So like, what's yeah. Yeah, I would know. Yeah, that well, would uh, what's the point of not having your emotions or your own will? Or yeah, it's kind of the same thing in, in a Cyberman form. May as well go all the way. It is kind of odd. Here's it's, another thing that was odd: is the whole Brendan story. What um, was the point of that? It didn't really make sense. Who? We were all Brendan from last episode. That that kid that grew uh, up in the in Ireland or whatever, and that that story that didn't quite make sense. And we were all trying to figure it out. Throw us off the trail. And, and, and like oh, wow. it turns out that it was just a made up story. The Tectane had left there possibly for the Doctor to consume later. I, I don't think that was a made up story. I think that was an incarnation yeah, of the Doctor. It was quite obvious lives. because. When you see the clock, it, sh- it shows that the that Brendan had had served the division. The division was created on Gallifrey, and the Doctor and uh, Tech. Te- but they Kien. but they they can't have been on but Ireland. Brendan was the, the Doctor, but Brendan aged faster than everybody we, around. We never him. we never heard that it was Ireland. We never. Yeah, they said Ireland. it multiple times in this. Oh, I just heard Island, so... But, I mean, it doesn't really... I I don't remember, but I don't think it really matters where it took place. It was just... It was supposed to be another incarnation of the Doctor that happened just before the memory was taken. And I think that's the moment where the Doctor's memory was taken. And if they are all Time Lords, they can travel in time. You know, that Brendan can pass and grow older and those other Time Lords can sit Yeah, I guess that's fair. And he's the Doctor got to be ginger. And he fell off the cliff and he was able to survive it. That's the problem. That's That's, the problem. That's where I think that... He didn't regenerate into a new form. He's bulletproof, falls off a cliff, he's the same person. He walks up. But that's why I was like, maybe it was a glitched memory... Because they show the child falls off the cliff and it's kind of the same, yeah. lands in the same way. That's why so, I was thinking that it's yeah, a series so maybe, of clues, not an actual memory. Yeah, so... Well, it sounded like it was some then, sort of like a, a hidden memory for a perception. Yeah, but filter. even in the, What's in also the, in the meeting, Matrix. they have when they're talking about like the division and whatever, it keeps like flashing... So it looks like they're talking in Ireland, but then it's actually... So it's like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, I think it is like she tried to save it by making it into this other memory so that they didn't think to wipe it. I could have sworn it was it was hinted at or got it, that the master said something about it. Because he was like, what is this kind of like memory? And it was like, oh, it was put there. As a clue by, you know... He, he did say that, but it, I... I was. It was when they were actually in. When you actually see um, the Time Lords, they're saying we're not even here. This is a projection of itself. So I'm wondering if that was the projection, and the reality was Brendan, or maybe, or like yeah, you said, Brendan the was the projection. Yeah. Brendan was the projection. So it was but even like the whole foundlings. Part of it, it's yeah. like all the story of a child being found and then surviving this right. It death was, fall. It, it was like a parable that was left for you know to be a clue of here's essentially the story just slightly you know altered. Here's another possibility: the Doctor went into the Matrix, and we already know that there is no reality in the Matrix. The only reality is that there is no reality. That was an exact quote. So it's possible that the Doctor never actually came out of the Matrix, and everything that's happened at the end of this episode is actually still happening in the Matrix. Let's hope these, this whole past two seasons were all in the Matrix. <laughs> I don't think that's quite right. I think, I think everything that's happened from the Master bringing the Doctor into Gallifrey probably is where it would start. But, but that doesn't really... Makes sense. I don't. I, I agree. It doesn't make sense. Things still don't make sense. That's where we are. We wanted everything to wrap up in a neat bow, but I think for just as many answers as we got, we got new questions. Well, and here's the other thing: is that this was not as big of a reveal as they promised that it would be. They're all like, "This is going to change Doctor Who forever. Everything you knew was a lie." When in reality, it's just, "Oh, 
there's more to the history than you knew before. All of that time, like the 200 years or whatever, when the first, before we met the first doctor, oh, that was actually a lot more time than 200 years and some other regenerations. That doesn't really change everything. That's just like, there's more information that's well, out there. I think it changes. Like, we used to think that the Time Lords were a race, and now it's like they were artificially created yeah, that's based kind of on the Doctor's well, genes. okay, yeah, but I don't think that, that changes an, everything. But the, the Doctor, doctor is from, from another reality. Like, reality, yeah. So, well, that's kind of... That's a big, that that means the Doctor's not even a Time Lord, technically. Technically, the Doctor was never Gallifreyan. I don't know. I think technically... Adoptively. I think technically <laughs> they branded Time Lords as... Humanoid beings that could regenerate. So I, I and, think, yeah. I think she's, you know, the first Time Lord. You know, I think. Well, she's, she's like, yeah, she's like the, the, the Eve, or the Adam, or, or as the Master put it, the founder of the society. Yeah, there yes. you go. It just that is kind of a big reveal. I mean, a lot of people that I've talked to have actually said, "Oh my gosh, this is kind of huge." Well, see, I don't know because, like, but was, I predicted when we first, it. Yeah, that's the thing is that like it was so obvious. It was. You know, when Ruth's doctor came or whatever, it was like, well, the obvious answer is that she's a past doctor, but what's the real mystery here? I mean, that's like what we were talking about. And then now it's like, oh, no, that was the big mystery. Yeah, I think that, that it happened in the middle of the season. You know, we got so much time to process it that now we like are like, okay, and kind of nodding ourselves heads along with this. But I think if Ruth was introduced, you know, the last episode, they cut off all that Brendan junk. It'd be a, a real positive, like, whoa, kind of like mind-blower of, of an epic moment. I will I will have to say this. Um, there is a plot hole from the classic Doctor Who series from the story The Brain of Morbius that has been explained a little bit better, though. And that is, is that when Morbius goes into Battle of the Minds with the Doctor, they show Morbius's prior incarnations. Afterwards, they then go and show the Doctor's prior incarnations, and they go back before the first Doctor and show eight other incarnations. Now, what they did at the time was they took basically just the producers and the -the behind-the-scenes guys and just threw in their images as other Doctors. But they did explain, or at least the producer, Philip Hitchcliffe at the time, explained later on that, yes... That was intended to be the Doctor's previous incarnations before William Hartnell had started. Which, of course, doesn't make much sense number-wise, but who cares about numbers? Exactly. So that was never explained, and it was just a pothole that was just in Doctor Who for the longest time. This at least explains that part. But, but it wasn't supposed to be all the incarnations? Because what, what about all these... It just went through eight different incarnations. I, it, I imagine those were all male, and I... I yes. the do- the BBC was telling me I was going to get the first doctor the f- that was female. Jody is not the first female doctor. There have been many female doctors. <laughs> yeah, well, the first I heard one there would be no about. lies, and I feel deceived. <laughs> well, you know, also, like, what's pretty horrifying is that when the doctor was a child and first rescued, Tectin, like, murdered her multiple times with the experimentation. That was pretty horrifying. It was just sort of blazed over It took many years and, you know, several regenerations. That's why I think it's the master. Why do you think they're, like, so connected to each other? I think that that would be What if they wiped her memory because she went a little cray? Because obviously we saw that, and obviously the master's crazy, so... And she did get the stuff before they put in the limit. The only way we really know that she's the timeless child is because the master said so. I mean, that with more... No, 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 because he's saying Tech Team's the master. Yeah. Tech- yeah. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying... Uh, oh, that could be the case, too, sure. But tech, tech um, but either way, the, the only reason why we know or think that, you know, um, the Doctor is the timeless child is because the master said, Hey, it was you all along, don't you know? Don't you realize? Yeah. Like, you know... The, I know the doctor lies. I'm pretty confident the master lies, too, <laughs> yeah. time to time. Yeah, but the master seems very definite about this, and, and I think Why it kind of goes so to his character. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a pretty good liar. No, I, I, think no. That, I think that at the very least, the master is convinced that it's true. Whether or not he's correct, you're right, it's up for grabs, but I think the master believes it to be true. 
I would say that the the uh, going back to the companions, um, I would say that the little scene between Yaz and Graham was actually quite nice. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautifully done. And then having Yaz and Graham and and Rovio, uh, Ravio uh, go and rescue uh, Ryan and, and Co. I thought that was really, really well done. Oh, you know what else? It really reminded me of um, the Daleks, the, the, the first episode or first story that had the Daleks and it called mm-hmm. the Daleks, um, where, where Ian pulls the, the Dalek out of, yeah. out of the thing and climbs into the body armor and they have that. It just seemed very, very similar. Matter of fact, I, I would have to say that if we kept with the Cybermen and, and made the cyber made this story more about the Cybermen and, and their, and the whole master Cybermen kind of race, I think that would have made a lot more sense than trying to get so many other, other side plots thrown in. I mean, I know that we needed the big, I guess Chris felt like he needed this big reveal to go into place, but it seems like he threw too much in all at once. Well, I thought, yeah. So I thought the Cyberman thing was, you know, it was, it only became interesting when the master, you know, put his plan into motion with them. And yeah, I agree. There could have been so much more to that story. We've right here come up with two phenomenal ideas for how to extend the whole, you know, Cyberman Time Lord mix thing that's been going on. And, you know, they chose an ending to it that really didn't make sense. I mean, in the past, other people have done the doctor's bidding and they take on the the task of destroying or of blowing things up, so to speak. That's that's very common throughout the history of the show. Yeah, but 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 the fact that it's Gallifrey and that there's all these time lords on board and and that the doctor allows someone to just go ahead and do that and committing genocide after stopping herself from doing it, not turning herself into the master, she's immediately just reversing that decision and then turning herself into the master. Yeah, by allowing someone else to do it. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, that was just that was just weak morally, physically, mentally. Uh, this I know Jody can play a strong doctor, but she's never been written as one. Yeah, well she didn't. And then she gets know. taken out by that stupid like rhino police officer thing. Oh the yeah, the Jadoon come in at the end. Now that might that may be a further explanation as to what the heck's going on with everything. Why did the Jadoon come in? The first Although time? here's the thing: too, how did they though, get the TARDIS? Is that Okay, so just as announcements, I guess, for future Doctor Who of what they've announced for the next episode, it's Revolution of the Daleks. Great name. They've had so many R of the Daleks. I'm so glad Revolution finally made it into there. Mm-hmm. And it really showed also- Chris Jibnall's uh, creativity. I think we had Evolution of the Daleks, and he could just like put an R and write with a Sharpie right <laughs> at the beginning. We had res- well, we had Resurrection. We had Revelation of the Daleks. We had Remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah. Might as well have another R of the Daleks story. But here's my thought on it, because we've also learned that um, Yaz is coming back, and the next episode's going to be Ryan and Graham's last. And so we're going to have to deal with getting all of the companions back, having goodbyes for Ryan and Graham, escaping from Jadoon Prison, and having the episode be primarily about Daleks. Well, um, I think that's going to be... The escape from the prison is that the doctor is going to like join forces with the Daleks. Yeah, but then how, how maybe are... that's how we get the doctor as the leader of like some robotic race. <laughs> the doctor can't lead the Daleks. No, <laughs> yeah, why not? Because Davros, Davros didn't even lead the Daleks. Yeah, the the, the the Daleks are too xenophobic. I don't know, <laughs> xenocidal, really. They, they they don't they even that's how they were in the past but obviously this writer doesn't care about the but past what's the re- so. well, See, what I, is the revolution I wonder what I think I think that this is going to be a passage of time sort, sort of thing so no, I, I, I think um, we're going to go for a while the doctor will be in prison and find an escape plan um, but separately you know on earth I think we might be seeing some maybe um, Ryan marries that yeah, maybe Ryan, you know, marries somebody. Maybe uh, Graham and the other person are Not together. Yet. Yeah, and, and maybe, you know, Yaz is still a cop yearning for something more. So maybe we get some settling of their lives. Um, and the doctor comes in back to Earth, you know, maybe three years later or something to meet up with them or a couple. Possibly. And then to deal with the Dalek thing. But I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Who knows? 
I think we've come to the point where we probably should rate this episode. We probably should. And since you bring it up, I will follow through. Um, you know what? Coming through this episode in the first pass, I loved it. it I thought it was gauging. It was interesting. My mind was spinning. Um, a lot of different factors. So much of it, I think, really carried um, by my interest in the mystery and also this fantastic performance uh, by the master. Um, I thought the Time Lord Cybermen were a pretty cool concept, even though they may be short-lived. Um, I enjoyed that we had, you know, um, some wrap-up of these characters and some more meaningful uh, touch points that we did last episode. We got a really powerful connection between Graham and Yaz. Um, you know, Graham's plan kind of saves the day, and even though it was clunky walking around in Cybermen suits, I think um, it didn't go off the cliff that I thought it were it was. I, I, I'm uh. glad that they just uh, kind of sat there in the suits as a hiding thing rather than pretending to be the Cyberman. But they did. Um, Eventually. But, no, but, but when they came in and they uh, oh, were really, okay. yeah, when um, the one lone Cyberman was on their tail, uh, they kind of just like used it as a shell uh, to be in. Ashad is his name. Yes. Um, but, you know, Ryan gets his own triumphant moment. He finally makes that shot that he missed in the very first episode of the season. That was that was the arc that I think we were all waiting for. Um, so that was, a, that was a pretty nice moment, too. So this, this, for me, was a solid episode. I, I did like it, even though it seemed to um, have some weaknesses and implications towards other things I, I wasn't so happy about. Um, as a standalone episode itself, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. I thought it was engaging. I thought it was interesting. I was into it. Um, coming back to it and thinking back about its implications and other things, as a whole season, so much of what I've been saying this whole season was it has me excited for what's coming next. Um, and, and I think it was building up on a lot of big moments. It had a lot of loose ends that I thought would tie up and come together. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think my expectations were somewhat raised a little too much. I, at, at one point, I was hoping Chris Chibnall wouldn't do anything too wild or out of the ordinary, but I was kind of hoping for something more um, after it. So in terms of the whole season, I thought it was um, interesting, engaging, a big um, uh, you know, step up from last season. But season as a whole, I would give a 6 out of 10. I, I don't think it came all together with this episode, and I'm concerned about some inconsistencies in the past, or if not true inconsistencies, just things that really made the meaning in past episodes kind of evaporate. Chelsea. Um, so, I agree with some of what you said, and I disagree with other things you said. Um, for this episode, so I didn't... I missed the last episode. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't do the podcast on it. So I did not really care for last episode that much. I thought it was a little bit, like, scattered and kind of boring in a lot of ways. Like, for I'm a with season, you. I wish you were here. These yeah, for, like, a season time. finale starter, I was kind of, like, not very drawn in and... And I didn't like the side characters that much. I don't know. It just... It was it was too scattered for me, and it wasn't interesting enough to, like, catch my attention. This episode, though, from the very start, I was, like, very much paying attention the whole time, like, hanging on to every word. Like, I really was drawn into this episode. I thought it was interesting. I actually did think the reveals were, like, made the show more interesting to me personally and I don't know as much of the history so I can't go and, and say all the inconsistencies but I just thought it was it based solely on the season I actually think that it did tie up a lot of things and it did kind of make sense like the reason we didn't think it was such a big reveal is because there were enough hints thrown throughout the rest of the season that it made sense it wasn't just like you know end of Game of Thrones where like suddenly somebody goes insane and like changes character halfway through an episode so in that respect like I actually liked this story arc a lot um I you guys are probably gonna hate me for saying this I actually think the master kind of like overacted a little bit I for hate me. you I hate you for saying this. I know like I mean I know you guys love the master I think he's fine but I, I felt like it was a little 
over the top at, to where it what stopped being believable in some scenes. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think the actor is, is fine, but maybe it was the writing. It just didn't all completely come together. Like his, his steps were just so illogical a lot of the times and his reactions were that it, it was like, okay, is he supposed to just be insane? Cause that's kind of yeah. how he was, but like, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I enjoy the episode a lot. I'm going to give this one an, an eight, I think. Um, and mostly just because I didn't like the first, I'm kind of like putting them into one episode. It's hard for me to like rank an episode solely on its own. Um, so yeah. And for the season overall, I actually enjoyed most of the season. It wasn't like the most... There were some episodes that I didn't like that much, but there weren't any episodes that I, like, absolutely hated. And most of the episodes were, like, I think I ranked most of them sevens and eights, so I'm going to give this season a seven. Okay. Yeah, so this episode, Ben, Kelsey, as you already know, I disagree with you on The Master. I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, The Master has always been a very emotional creature, and done a lot of irrational things just because he wants to and has always been a little bit insane. <laughs> so that part did fit. I can see what you mean about the overacting. I didn't see it as that way. I thought that he played the line perfectly and was phenomenal. And I thought he was the most intriguing thing about this episode. And there was a lot of him, which was wonderful. And the interactions with between Master and Doctor were just... Phenomenal. I loved that scene with Graham and Yaz. But, man, just the ending was just, ugh, it was so awful. I mean, I actually disagree with you on the point of this not being like, you know, the Game of Thrones ending with a total character shift because the way that the Doctor handled the ending was a total character shift that I don't think will ever be addressed in any way and just was extremely disheartening. Um, But I loved most of it. So I'm going to give this one a seven. And uh, the ending was so bad that it had to drop it down a lot of of points. For the season, I thought that this was definitely an improvement on last season for a lot of reasons that we've reiterated throughout all these episodes. (coughs) But it wasn't great. And like to Colin's point, it was like every time I watched an episode... I felt like, you know, by and large, like, uh, this episode was a little disappointing, but I'm so excited for next week. But it's felt that, you know, pretty much every time. I think that, you know, it's going the right direction. I think that having just one companion for next season will be an improvement there. But honestly, we need to get some better writing in here. Uh, I'm going to give this season a... 5.5. 5.5. Michael. Intriguing. I don't think I was as appalled by this particular ending as you, Shelby. And I think the one reason why is because it's kind of like when the doctor takes Donna to um, Volcano Day. He's got this horrible decision. Do I save the planet or do I save this, ta- this town of people? And it's basically a decision of death or more death. I think we, this is a theme that happens in Doctor Who quite often. In this case, the Doctor has a choice. Does the Doctor allow these cybernetic time lords go throughout the universe and wreak havoc and be completely undestroyable because they can regenerate with inside their metal suits? Which is quite terrifying if you think about it. Or... Does the doctor actually allow somebody to take them out? But and that's not the decision the doctor made. The doc, yeah, no, it's it is the doctor. It is a decision that was the doctor talking about that decision the whole time. At the end, is I cannot allow the, these cybernetic time lords to go out in the universe. I can't let these people, the, the master, go with these with this master master cyber race. That was kind of the the whole point of the ending, and that was. It was. I, th- I feel like it was one of those decisions where the doctor had to decide, do I let this become what reality is going to be for the rest of 
time? Because how are you going to deal with that in, in the future? No, because the doctor decided, oh, it's not worth it to destroy the Cybermen and the whole planet, but then decided, oh, well, it's okay if this other guy does that exact thing. I think the doctor was struggling with it. I think the doctor was thinking more along the lines of, do I become the master in the sense that I push the button? I don't think the doctor was thinking, let me save my life so that I may live and and continue on. I don't think that was in the doctor's mind. Because the doctor was already willing to give up her life yeah. at that point. She was she was she rather herself die than her than the companions and everybody else. That's why she sent them back with the TARDIS. Well, yeah, but then okay, so she the only thing that was bugging her was her being the one pushing the button versus all of the bad things happening. I mean, maybe she just couldn't do it. She came down to it and she couldn't do it and somebody else could. At any rate, back to my rating. Since this is my rating, <laughs> um, I just I felt like the the ending wasn't as horrible as you might put it put it put it out. I do believe that it is kind of a strange way to end because um, it does beg the question. Okay, does this mean that the Time Lords are now destroyed completely for good again? Again, and it just seems to be repetitive, and that's why I have a problem. More so than the decision as to what do you do with this cybernetic time loop race. Um, and so I just, on the whole, this was visually an outstanding episode, just like the previous one. I felt like it definitely uh, touched on your heartstrings quite often. It definitely gave you those moments of, wow, hello, this is different. Um, I, I predicted the whole timeless child thing myself when, beforehand, I even thought of that when the timeless child was even coming out back last season, I was thinking, okay, yeah, well, that could be the doctor easily. Um, cause the doctor has been so important and so central to this whole <laughs> storyline. It would make sense. Um, so I didn't find that revelation to be that big. I did find the fact that the Time Lords are created from the Doctor to be pretty re- revealing. And I think that's where it it was an, oh, wow, this does change a lot kind of moment. Because it's like, okay, so the Time Lords basically stole all their regeneration cycles and all their abilities to regenerate from the Doctor themselves. And it does make me wonder, does is the Doctor the only original Time Lord that has two hearts? Do all the other Time Lords have two hearts because of the Doctor, or do they have time? Or is Gallifreyan, or the Gallifreyans actually having two hearts? <coughs> I know that's kind of small, but it's kind of, there's a lot more. Basically, my point is that there's a lot more that's now coming up in, in everybody's minds as to what, what's happening here. Maybe having two hearts was the genetic change that required them. Yeah, I, I have something that I was thinking of too. I think we wanted to do this to be a three hour podcast. Exactly. But, but my point is is that there's so many questions that this now poses to us that we now it, it's it doesn't wrap it up neatly. And I do agree with Colin on that, is that there are some disappointments in the fact that we have I don't think we've finished this. Which brings me to my next point that it's going to be very difficult for me to rate this series until I've seen the next series, which my guess is is going to have more answers and more revelations based on this series. We'll suck it up and rate it anyways. But I am going to rate this episode now because I think that's important. Um, This episode definitely was phenomenal in many ways with some flaws, which is why I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. Um, I am going to give it a slightly higher than a 6 or 5 just because I feel like it had enough good in it to, to elevate it to that level. And I think part of it is is the companions being able to shine in this, especially uh, Yaz. Yaz, I felt like, was a standout. And I think that they're kind of presenting her as the companion. They're trying to make her the one that's going to follow in the Doctor's footsteps, more so than Graham and Ryan. Um, series as a whole, I really... It, I'm kind of floored that we're doing this because we haven't rated any of the other series that we've actually done. But we've talked about it. Yeah, I, I just... I figured we'd have to we spring it on you. Happen, yeah. I, I really don't know. I, it, 
so much depends on what comes in the yeah, next episode. Yeah, but you're the, the one who series. always wants us to rate two-parters separately, so go for it. <laughs> Think of this as the start of a two-parter. Um, I'll give it a 6 out of 10 for now. I, that could very easily change because, like I said, there's I don't have enough information. Yeah, I've thought of different things about this episode and this series a lot you know, in the past few days, but I come back the first time, I was engaged, I loved it, and then after the fact, I pieced together a lot of issues that I had and a lot of implications for the future I might not be excited about, so. I just hope the master survived. <laughs> the master survived. He always survives and just comes back with no explanation. I just hope he gets to keep the Siberian up. when he does. Who's the Siberian saves him? Form some like metal shield or something. I don't know. Oh. That that could be. The Siberian might have enough knowledge to get the doctor. Or maybe the, master the Siberian takes the master's knowledge, and the master and the Siberian are one in some metallic fluid entity, diving into other people. Dare to dream. <laughs> well, the the master's been a snake before, so it's anything's possible. Yeah. So, uh, with that said. Tell us what you think about this episode in the series, if you want. You can find us at, on Facebook. You can also write us at thehoovianreview at gmail.com, if you really would like. And um, we're, uh, we're done with this series. That's yeah. a season wrap, guys. We'll see you in about six months for Revolution of the Daleks. But, you know, if you want to check into, a, into us in the meantime, I'm guessing we'll probably be reviewing some other episodes and maybe getting into some other hot Doctor Who debate topics. Yeah. All right, until next time. Bye. 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 Oh.